From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on this uh, beautiful Monday. Finally, some nice weather, of course, because we're all back to work on the uh, 21st day of the month of May. After a another soggy weekend, at least got some golfing yesterday before it started raining again. But uh, finally, over a wet golf course. But uh, we're here as we begin an interesting uh, couple of weeks as we uh, count down the days to a, a triple crown try at the Belmont, which is always fun. Uh, we're a couple weeks away from Yankees and Mets because it'll be the same weekend, uh, June 8th, 9th, 10th. Yankees will be at City Field, and we will have the uh, Saturday festivities over at Belmont Park. Uh, as Justify will try to become the Triple Crown winner, we'll uh, find out how the horse is doing with their uh, with his trainer. A little later in the program, Bob Affleck will join us just to make sure. You know, I, I would say what he'll probably say is, "I need a couple more days before I confirm him." Now, the only reason he's not coming is if something really is wrong. So uh, we all expect him to be here, but we'll get an update on what's going on with him and his thoughts coming out of this race with the uh, legendary trainer uh, join us a little later on. Uh, it was a solid weekend for the Yankees. All right, they lose the first game and then flex their muscles against a bad team the next couple of times out. And the real question with the Yankees now is how do you possibly cut this roster and keep everybody happy without either making a trade you can only send certain guys down. You have more guys than you need. You also have some chips to play. Do you want to play them now? I mean, you'd like to be able to make some moves early and add a pitcher early if you could. And you do have the chips to play in that regard. Well, you know, is that the way they'll play it? Or as Bird gets ready to come back. And with Bird, you don't know how long he'll be back. I mean, hopefully he'll be back for a while because that's the one thing with him. He just cannot. He's shown so many glimpses of such promise uh, and power uh, and what he can be in pinstripes, but he just has not been even remotely able to stay healthy. I mean, it's one thing after another, and some guys, you know, are just plagued that way their whole career, you know, and that makes you, if you're the Yankees, leery about sending somebody who would be his main backup away. I mean, you have Walker. But do you want to deal Austin off in case Bird gets hurt again? He is a guy who can give you at least half of, you know, a a platoon there. You know, you don't have to play him every day. He obviously has power. He's shown that all year. I mean, he goes through slumps. He strikes out a lot. But he, he does have powers. He's shown and exhibited many times already this year, as his numbers have shown you in the limited time that he's been on the field. So you have that situation there and still some other guys pushing other guys for jobs and they have to make some declarations. Not really, really. It's third base you're thinking about at best. And you'd still prefer in the heart there. Second base is not an issue anymore. The other issue is which guy would be the main young power to back up Bird and be on the bench. I think Walker's got a role here because he can pinch hit and he can play three positions. So I like him here with Torres as the guys who can be the jack of all trades as the Yankees uh, in Texas, Tanaka against uh, Cologne this evening. Texas going through a uh, very, very tough year. Um, tougher than they probably expected. So the Yankees down there, a place that has never been good to the Yankees, but right now this team is not one that's going to challenge them mightily, that's for sure. And then the Mets, let's be honest, off what was a surprisingly good couple of days against Arizona. And the key was winning the game between DeGrom and Syndergaard. I mean, the Mets have got to win their starts when those guys pitch. They hadn't done that the last three or four go-rounds, and they did it 
in good fashion this time. But they got a couple of key home runs. Obviously, the Cabrera home run yesterday. yesterday the uh, two Rosario home runs. But the big hit for the last three days was without question the Mezzarocco home run. He's had a couple of big hits, which is more than the other catchers had. So, so far, although he's not like he's hitting up a storm, he at least has had some life. At least he's breathing, and he's got a couple of big hits, which is more than you could have asked out of the other catchers. And that was the game uh, that made this weekend for the Mets, you know, the big home run to tie it. And then Arizona just playing utterly ridiculous baseball in the ninth inning. He got the leadoff double. You got a runner on second, no out, tie game, bottom nine. You play the third baseman back? How are you not playing for a bun? I mean, how are you not even uh, – how baseball has gotten that, you know, has changed that much that you see a team in that spot, bottom of the ninth, leadoff, double, and you don't play for the bunt. What do you get? Bunt. And then you face – now, Flores has not hit – Lefties like he has the last two years where he's been one of the best hitters in baseball against left-handed pitching. But he does hit left-handed pitching well, and he always hits in late-game situations and game-winning situations, as everyone knows. And you pitch to him with a lefty. That, I mean, just instead of loading the bases. So, you, you know, you had, you had yourself really scratching your head with how Arizona played that ninth inning, but the Mets get a win and get themselves a sweep after yesterday's performance, the big home run uh, by Cabrera, who has been... Listen, without question, the best player on the Mets this year. There's no no question about it. And, and just talk everyday players because pitches aside, but everyday players, he has clearly been the one who has had the season, not even anyone else even remotely close with his just his overall play, his professionalism, his bad, you know, what he's done consistently. Uh, and yesterday with the big home run, Rosero uh, didn't hit one, he hit two, and they were both they were both hit. I mean, they were both, you know, the kind of home runs that show you can hit a home run. I mean, these were shots, and uh, the Mets get themselves three wins against the Diamondbacks, and I've been hard on the Mets, no question. And I don't like a lot that I see, but I have to admit their record is a lot better than they are right now. So can that continue? You know, to me, they they have to win their DeGrom starts, win their Syndergaard starts, and just try to get by the rest of the time and get squeeze a little bit out of everybody and see if they can put this together. But that was a, you know, that's a good weekend. I mean, they hadn't been able to put back-to-back wins together in a long time. They turn around and beat Arizona. Now Arizona's come back to earth. That's for sure. They've lost 9 out of 10, as we know. But still, that was a very good weekend for them. Now the Marlins come in. Uh, Hernandez against Vargas. Vargas has been everything that is absolutely wrong with the Mets this year. He has been atrocious. He has been embarrassing. He has been stealing so far this year in three starts. So that has to turn around. We'll see if it does as he comes in with an ERA approaching 14 as they take on the Marlins, who, you know, listen, the Marlins record, you know, they're in last place as you would expect. Their record, though, is not as bad as you thought it would be. You know, they they have won 17 games, which is not a lot of games, but it's a lot more than you would have expected. You know, it's it's you know, it's not the worst record by a long shot. I mean, the Orioles only won 14 games. The White Sox won 13 games. So them having won in Kansas City hasn't even won as many games as the Marlins. So the Marlins playing 
37% baseball is better than you would have thought. The way that, you know, they sounded like a team that was going to win one out of four. They haven't been that so far this year. And they have played, you know, somewhat competitively. They've gotten some good performances from some people. So we'll see what happens as uh, the uh, Marlins and the Mets meet uh, starting this evening on. Uh, and no, rain isn't an issue. Uh, rain delays aren't an issue. There's nothing to worry about on what will be a, a beautiful night uh, at City Field. So the Yankees in uh, in Texas to take on the Rangers, the uh, Mets and the Marlins. We have all that to get to. As we mentioned, Bob Baffert will get to the NBA game four tonight. Cavs won game three. I mean, I think everybody expected that. If you didn't, well, you should have. First of all, the Celtics haven't been good on the road. Secondly, you knew that the shots that didn't fall in games one and two would fall. You knew the effort would be a thousand percent better. Uh, you figured LeBron would try to be the facilitator early and not try to go try to get everybody else involved early in the game. And this game was a route from you know first minute. Whole game was never close. Not a game at all. Game four tonight. I think you have a very good chance to get a game that is, again, not that close. I expect the Cavaliers to tie this up. I think this series is going seven. And I'm hoping the Celtics will win because I don't want to see LeBron James go to the finals where he can't win. And he can't win. Houston's not beating Golden State. Maybe Houston wins one more game. They were absolutely run out of the building last night, as everyone knows. You know, 40-point playoff losses are ugly. And Golden State's going to win the whole thing again. I don't want to have to see James go through that and hear about how it's his fault and, you know, this is a bad legacy and everything else. I hope that this limited but very efficient Celtic team, especially at home. You know, they didn't give a good effort in Game 3. They got behind early. They didn't get things going. You know, they... They decided we'll see in game four very early in this game. They will give a much better effort tonight. I think they'll fall short, but they will give a clear. They couldn't give a worse effort than they gave in game three, but they will play very, very intense and physical, especially from the get-go this evening. Uh, and you figure it'll be competitive, but I don't think it will make a difference. I think Cleveland will win. I think it'll be tied up. And then uh, I think we're going seven games here, and hopefully the Celtics will pull it out because I don't want to see them go to the finals again where there's just no chance. Let Boston go because Golden State's winning it anyway. We all know that. Houston's shown to be just what you figured they were. You know what they would be. This is exactly what they are. And I don't think they have any surprises left for anybody. Uh, Figured six games max, might even be five. We'll see after last night's performance. Uh, NHL, we're getting closer to the finals. That is an amazing story. Really an amazing story that a team could accomplish that. I mean, in, in year one, to be able to play for a championship is an utterly, really unfathomable story, as a matter of fact. You know, something you don't expect to see. You know, both Jacksonville and Carolina were given enormous advantages compared to past expansion teams, and they got good fast, as you know, as you remember. They both did. They both were, both got to conference championship games early in their histories. Jacksonville did a couple times. You know, so did Carolina. We know what they accomplished. But this one is really extreme. We remember back when they started that whole new conference in the NHL, what happened there. You had to send a new team then. But 
this is an utterly remarkable story. And then you sprinkle in Vegas makes it even more uh, of an unusual story. But it is a very interesting story. So uh, first got to settle what's going on here in the East, and then we can uh, get to the Cup final. So a lot going on on this uh, very busy Monday. Uh, we have Yankee tickets to give away. We're giving away tickets for the Yankees and the world champion Astros who will be in town. These tickets are for the 29th, so we'll be giving them away all afternoon, so stay tuned for that. And remember, we're coming to you live from uh, the Town Fair Tire Studio, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We'll get everything rolling for a Monday right after this.